Right, good evening, Brother Michael. Thank you so much. That's a blessing. Um, whenever we would go into the prison, I always like liked getting up to preach after Brother Price sang. Um, the, uh, I, I know you guys like Brother Price, but the ladies in the prison, like they really like Brother Price. <laughs> like when he sings, like he's got a fan club there, and there's like, you know, like they, they really. And so it made it really easy to get up and speak after that. So everybody have a good day today. It was kind of cold, kind of snowy. Um, I heard on the news, bad news, the groundhog saw his shadow. So we have six more weeks of winter. So that's not going to be fun. So yay. Um, I, I was over winter like back in December when it was still like 50. So, <laughs> And then, of course, it was 50. I was wearing a T-shirt on Saturday. And then today I couldn't put on enough coats. So I don't now it goes, um, I was looking some stuff up. Do you know what one snowman said to the other one? Does it smell like carrots to you? <laughs> My wife, yesterday, she was staring out the window from the time it started snowing on. And if it keeps up, I'll have to let her inside. <laughs> you know what you call an old snowman? Puddles. <laughs> what do you think is faster, hot or cold? Hot. Anybody can catch a cold. So <laughs> just looked up some cold stuff, just some cold stuff there. If you have your Bible tonight, John chapter 11, John chapter 11. A couple weeks ago, pastor came in for chapel and we did popcorn preaching. Now, a lot of you were here New Year's Eve and we did popcorn preaching here. But for that popcorn preaching, people actually got to volunteer. You got to sign up and you got to kind of choose your verse, have time to prepare, stuff like that. Uh, for the school chapel, um, they didn't have any of that. Uh, they basically came up, got in front of everybody, and then pastor from the back would shout out a Bible reference. Then they'd open it up, read the reference, and then they had three minutes to preach from whatever that verse was. And again, for the New Year's Eve service, he gave people objects, and you know he was a little bit lenient for the... Um, for the school chapel one with the college guys and the high school guys and even like elementary guys were up there preaching. So like Nick Nearing preached a good message and Owen Miller preached a good message about sisters obeying. I still remember that. I got something from that one. Like, you know, sisters shouldn't have strife. I, I still, yeah, that one spoke to me. Um, there, were, there were a lot of good messages preached that day. He's going through there, and the, the guys in the back, every time he shout out a reference, the, the crowd was shouting out other references, you know, other verses, like, how about this one, how about this one, how about this one? One of the ones they shouted out is tonight's text, and so you're here in John chapter 11. Let's jump down to verse 32, John chapter 11, verse 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Tonight for a little bit, I want to focus on that little short verse, two words, verse 35, Jesus wept. Let's pray. Father, I do pray that you bless tonight. I pray, Father, that you'd help us, Lord, to set aside some of the struggles of the day. I pray, Father, that you'd help us to maybe set aside some of the different things we've been thinking about, some of the different things that are on our mind. Father, please help us to give you our undivided attention for the next few minutes. I pray, Father, that you'd speak to hearts, give me what I need tonight. I pray, Father, that you'd be with our pastor. I pray, Father, that you'd bless him and help him get back safely. I pray, Father, that you'd be with those that are in pain tonight. Please, uh, please uh, relieve that pain. I pray, Father, that you'd be with those that aren't feeling well. Lord, please, uh, please help that. I pray, Father, that you'd be with those that are, those that are mourning, those that are 
are sad, I pray, Father, that you'd, that you'd, uh, that you'd uh, offer your grace, Lord, and I pray, Father, that you'd encourage and strengthen us. Now, Lord, I pray that you bless us, and I pray, Father, that you'd give us, uh, Lord, some, something from you tonight, and I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, John 11.35, that was one of the references thrown out. Like, John 11.35, I can't remember whose favorite verse. Silas, was that your favorite verse? Silas's life verse. John 11.35, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And I've been on this little kick lately where I'll take something and do what I call a deep dive. I don't know where I got that term, but like study it out and kind of get in depth with it. And it's not just spiritual things. Uh, the guys the other day, we were talking in economics about the little letter on your dollar bill. Like there's a little circle and there's like an A or a B or a C or a D. It goes all the way to the letter L. There are 12. Turns out there are 12 places that are the... Um, repositories of cash in America and then there are two places with coins and so we did a little study as far as where they were and how it looks like on the map and so we did a deep dive on that earlier this week so little things like that this was a deep dive that I did before I knew that uh, I was going to preach tonight on this little thought on Jesus wept and the first question I had is why was Jesus weeping I mean we look at that passage why, why did he weep and and if we go back and, and we can work our way backward through this passage and we know what was going on back in verse number one of chapter 11 it said now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick so Jesus knew he was sick Jesus has known he's sick, and you're, you're familiar with the story. The disciples came. They, they, they said, hey, we need to go see Lazarus. He's sick, and so this is going on. And um, Finally, down in verse 7, it says, Then after that he saith to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. And they know that uh, he's, if he goes back in there, they've threatened that they're going to arrest him, possibly kill him. The disciples were a little bit worried and all this going on because back in, down in verse 8, the disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee and goest thou thither again. So he's going to tell them, listen, uh, our friend Lazarus is, is, is not well. He needs help. Look down at verse number 11. These things said he, after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that, he, that I may awake him out of his sleep. And again, the disciples, not understanding, said in verse 12, then said to the disciples, Lord, if he is asleep, he shall do well, howbeit spake of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Later on, we see Jesus wept. And, and, and sometimes for us, uh, a death, that kind of grief, that, that might bring us to the point of, of tears. That's, that's a, a sad um, uh, that is a sad time of life. That's a difficult time of life. Uh, I think if we were to kind of quantify the most difficult things we go through in life, uh, dealing with loss is pretty high up there on the list. And the people were dealing with loss here. But I don't think that's why Jesus was weeping. Jesus wasn't weeping because Lazarus died. He himself knew what he would do. In fact, Early, uh, later on in verse number uh, 23, he's going to tell him, thy brother shall rise again. Jesus knew what was going to happen. Jesus knew that Lazarus was going to be fine. I don't think that's why. Jesus isn't weeping because Lazarus died. Now, other people, and for us, will be sad because someone died, but that's not what brought Jesus to these tears. And I kind of looked at it a little bit more, and, and maybe sometimes things that cause us grief or sorrow is uh, sometimes we, we make a mistake. Jesus could have left four days before. Jesus could have gotten there before he died. In fact, that's what Martha's going to say to him. Jesus, if you would have come a few days sooner, my brother would still be alive. 
They say don't cry it over spilt milk, but a lot of times it's a lot easier said than done, right? I mean, it's like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't have gone there. I wish I hadn't, wish I hadn't have said that. I wish I hadn't have done this. I wish, I wish this never would have happened. If, if I could go back in time and change this, then I would do it over and I would do it totally differently. And sometimes those choices, those experiences, those things in life, they, they can bring us to tears. They can cause us sorrow. But this is Jesus Christ. He already knew all this was going to happen. He's God. He doesn't make mistakes. I don't think the reason Jesus is weeping here is because he made a mistake. I don't, I don't see that in this passage. As we follow down through there, we're going to see that um, he comes up and they're, they're going to work their way in. And um, Martha comes. And again, Martha kind of, um, Martha somewhat rebukes him. And, and, and she talks to him in verse 21. Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. And then... Um, Later on, uh, down in verse 28, they're going to go and they're going to see Mary. When she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. And as soon as, she heard, as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet coming to town, but was in his place where Martha met him. And again, we're going to see that Mary's going to come up and she's going to be weeping and she's going to come up and she's going to, uh, she's going to come up and she's going to see Christ. And when Jesus sees Mary, and he's seen Martha, and he's seen the other Jews of the city of Bethany all around there, Jesus wept. And what brought God to tears was seeing his people hurt. Jesus wept. He wasn't weeping because Lazarus had died. He knew Lazarus was coming back. He wasn't weeping because, oh, I shouldn't have done that or I made a mistake. No, he didn't make a mistake. But seeing the people hurt, oh, that made him weep. And sometimes in our lives we go through things, difficult things. I'm not saying it's easy. In those difficult things we go through Sometimes, if we're not careful, it's, God, did you make a mistake? God, are you trying to punish me for something? God, is that why this, is that why I'm going through this? And God sees us, his children, going through difficult struggles and pain. And God feels for us. In fact, if you've got your Bible there, flip with me to the book of Hebrews. We're going we're to uh, look at a couple of other passages here that kind of go along with this. Hebrews chapter number 4. Hebrews chapter number 4. Hebrews 4.15. This is comparing Jesus to the high priest, saying he is our high priest. Hebrews chapter 4.15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He can be touched with a feeling of our infirmities. He knows when we're going through a difficult time. And he cares about us when we go through those difficult times. In fact, if we, as, as I was studying this out and looking at this, Jesus wept, it's mentioned here in John chapter 11. Two other times we see that Jesus weeps or cries. Two, there are three total times that Jesus weeps and cries. This time Jesus weeps because he sees his people hurt. He, he knows that, that, that we're hurting. Uh, if you have your Bible there, go with me to the book of Isaiah. 
Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41, does God care when, when we're going through tough times? Does God care when, when, when all hope seems lost? Does God care when it feels like the rug that is your life is pulled out from underneath you and everything's tossed about? We know he cares. Sometimes we say he cares. But do we really believe he cares? Isaiah 41, down in verse number 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You're there in Isaiah, a couple pages over. Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53, this passage, the, the prophetical passage of Christ's coming. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Yes, Jesus cares. Man of sorrows, a man acquainted with grief. Yeah, he understands. And he knows when we hurt. In fact, back there in the book of Hebrews, it says he was tempted in all points like as we are. He, he's gone through the things we've gone through. If you had someone close to you betray you, that's a gut punch. Jesus did. Have you lost someone close to you? That hurts. So did Jesus. Have you had family hurt you? Jesus' own brothers hurt him. In a large sense, his father turned his back. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He's gone through what we've gone through. And that helps him to care. I've been there before where I'm hurting and someone comes up and says, oh, I heard what happened. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. And from different people, that means different things. When someone comes to you and says, oh, I'm sorry for what you're going through, but they've never experienced anything close to that, they don't really know. You're sorry, but are you really sorry? You, you really don't know. But when someone comes up and says, hey, I've walked this road, and I'm sorry. That means something totally different. That's a whole nother level of connection, a whole nother level of comfort that comes when someone says, you know what? I've been through this before. And Christ has. And he cares. And Jesus wept. But not only does he weep because he sees us hurt, and he does weep when he sees us hurt. And, and the Holy Spirit inside us does make groanings that cannot be uttered. And yes, he does care for you, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Come unto me, all ye that are burdened and heavy laden, and find rest for your souls. Over and over and over again, Christ said, Peace be unto you. And the God of peace be with you. And the peace that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. How do we get that peace? Because Jesus wept. Yeah, he knows. He knows. But not only does he weep from this, he also weeps because he knows the end result of sin. Back in verse 14, Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Lest when it's conceived bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished 
bringeth forth death. Uh, if you've got your Bible there, let's look at another passage. Luke chapter number 19. Luke chapter number 19, verse 41. This is the other place. I told you three places Jesus weeps. This is one of the other ones. Luke chapter number 19. Luke chapter 19, verse 41. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and shall compass thee round, around, and keep thee on every side. And they shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave one stone. Uh, they shall not leave thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of visitation. In there, it's kind of hidden in there. And they shall lay thy children. Sorry, and thy children within thee. It says they shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee. To be laid even with the ground and thy children within there, they're going to kill you and your children. You will die. You are, the city is going to be destroyed. And, and when he sees this, this is he sees the city of Jerusalem. And, and 23 times throughout history, to date, 23 times the city of Jerusalem has been sacked or pillaged or changed hands from one kingdom to another. 23 times. That's tough. By the time Jesus made this prophecy, it's happened 16 times since he made this prophecy. The city of Jerusalem has been sacked or passed from one group to another people's group to another. It's been passed around and bounced around. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. And it's because of sin. It's because of sin. The other passage, uh, Hebrews uh, chapter number 5. Hebrews chapter number 5. We were just there before. You should have looked. But Hebrews chapter number 5, verse number 7. Hebrews 5, 7, again, talking about Jesus being the high priest, kind of in context with our other verse from chapter 4. Hebrews 5, 7, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication, was strong, crying in tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard, sorry, and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. And this is, again, uh, a little bit poetically referring back to when Christ, remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass. The Bible says he sweat drops of blood. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. The book of Philippians tells us that he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. This passage here tells us that he wept and cried. He said, this is coming. Why did he have to go to the cross? Because there was a price on sin. Why does Jesus cry? Sometimes God weeps because he sees us hurt. Sometimes God weeps because the price of sin. He knows what my sin is going to cost. He knows what's going to cost me. He knows what's already cost him. And it hurts. And he weeps. Sometimes we take our sin so flippantly. So lackadaisical. Oh, it's just another little sin. It's just another little thing. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And the Almighty God died on a cross to pay for my sin. And I'm so quick to add to his load. And I'm so quick 
to take it for granted. He wept because he knew the end of sin. He told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Last reason Jesus wept, uh, back in chapter 11 of John. We've read it before, I'll read it again. Verse number 23, Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. This is talking to Martha. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And she said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come in the world. When she had so said, she went away and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, The Master has come and calleth for thee. Jesus said, Martha, do you believe me? Do you believe what I'm saying? Do you believe my words, the words of God? Do you have faith, Martha? And Martha said, Yeah, I believe you are the Son of God. And she went her way. But Jesus very plainly told her, we, we read it and we see, thy brother shall rise again. We read and see, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead like Lazarus, yet shall he live. Lazarus is going to live again. It's pretty plain when we look at it. That's not what Martha thought he was saying. Martha wasn't putting her faith there. She went and got, Mar she went and got Mary. Mary, the master, calleth for you. And then they went down to the tomb and Jesus says, roll away the stone. And they said, no, we can't. He stinketh. Jesus literally just told her on his way in there, roll the stone away because I'm going to bring him back. I am come to make thy brother rise again. She didn't have faith. That other passage we read about Jerusalem, the reason Jesus was weeping over Jerusalem is because the city of Jerusalem wouldn't put their faith in him. The reason that they, they fell, we just had the lesson on Sunday about the captivity they went into. Why? Because they served false gods. Why? They didn't put their faith in God. The third reason Jesus weeps is because of my lack of faith. I just don't trust him. You ever had somebody not trust you? That kind of hurts a little. Give somebody advice or counsel, they ask a question and tell them, and they don't trust, they don't, they don't listen. It's like, I'm telling you the right answer trying to help you here. Hurts a little, doesn't it? How much more does it hurt the almighty God who gives us his flawless, immutable, eternal word and we can read in it and know what we should do and how we should live and how to have eternal life and then we take that and humanity's twisted it and we get it all messed up and we make it not even clear. And he's very clear. This is what you need to do. And we take that and we mix it all up. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. Hey, maybe we should do some good works to go to heaven. We, we, we misconstrue the very word of God. Just like Martha did. And we look at other religions and say, those guys, how can they believe that? And we look at cults and say, that's a cult. They're, they're twisting God's word. Sometimes we need to look at ourselves. And say, well, do I really believe God's word? Do I really believe it when God said this? And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. We read it. We know it. We memorize it. But do we believe it? And when we don't, 
That hurts. God says, hey, I just want you to trust me. I love you. I care about you. I've done all this for you. I've sent my son to die for you. I've given you my word. I've got my Holy Spirit there with you. Would you just trust me? And we, Christians, myself included, knowing all of this, no, God, I don't trust you. And maybe we don't say it quite like that, but we say it by our actions, where instead of trusting God, we start looking for our own way out of a situation. Instead of trusting God like we should, maybe we start trusting other people and we start looking for other counsel. I know the Bible says this, but I'd like to get a second opinion on that. Maybe you know more than God does, so can, can you help me out here? We don't say it that way, but that's what we're saying, right? I mean, that's what we're doing ultimately. And you know what God does? He weeps. Oh, just listen. Just trust me. Our Heavenly Father. And yet we won't trust him. Sometimes he weeps because he sees us hurt. He says, ah, oh, I know what you're going through. I've been there. I've walked that road. Yeah, that hurts. Sometimes he weeps because he sees the end of sin. Why, why do you keep doing that same thing over and over and over again? You know this is going to hurt you and you know what's going to happen. And, and I sent my son so that you wouldn't have, so sin wouldn't have this power over you. And yet you're going back to this again. Why do you keep, and he weeps. And sometimes he weeps because, just trust me. Just trust me. This will work out. I've got your best interest at heart. What I've told you is true. Just trust me. And we don't. And God weeps. I don't know about you. It's kind of not a... Uh, Happy, sobering, it's kind of a sobering thought, not really a happy, uplifting kind of thing to think about. I hurt God. For me, I don't like it when I hurt people. And sometimes, sometimes it's, it's of a necessity. Sometimes it has to happen. Um, contrary to what the school kids think, I actually don't enjoy uh, disciplining kids. You know, when they come to my office, sometimes they're slip sit on my door for a few days because I really just don't enjoy having to take care of them. Now, the older ones think I do because when I come back in, I'm usually smiling. And it's, it's what goes on in the office is sometimes comical, to be fair, but uh, it, it's difficult. It's difficult. And when we have to discipline like that. We have to go through those things like that. It's not, it's not enjoyable. And it causes me to hurt. I don't like it when I hurt other people. And I really don't like it when I hurt the Almighty God. I hurt him when I don't trust him. I hurt him when I sin. I hurt him. And I don't want to be the cause of him weeping. I don't want to cause that. Let's pray.